Hello, friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Where Are We Growing? <laughs> plants, plants on plants on plants. <laughs> and today is another extra special episode. I am so excited. I'm pumped. We always have fun goofing around with people here, so I'm very excited. It's very odd, like, seeing people come into our world and see, like, the behind the scenes. <laughs> it's weird to see people that I see on the screen on my little phone, and I'm like, oh my gosh, here they are talking to me. And then they're here in front of us staring at us while we... <laughs> well, who are we, who are we talking to today, Brandon? Today, we have the absolutely incredible Mrs. Becca De La Plants. Yay. Cheers. <laughs> Hello, Becca. <laughs> Hi. I should have Am put I on, on the... Yeah, you, you are. are you're, on. You're, on. you're on with Brandon and Nicole, our radio show. I should have done the little like clapping, like yay, it's Becca. Oh, that would have been cute. I know. Well, missed opportunity. Well, there's always a chance to try it now. Uh, oh no. I picked the wrong one. It was really a big fat guess. I knew that I didn't want to do the- To be honest, I thought it was Ellen too. I didn't want to accidentally do the trombone. That's like wah, wah, wah. That would have been really sad. But we like laughter. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. always laughing with us, so that's fine. Well, thank you. Yeah, Becca, we love for the laugh being track. here. It is very good to see you. And your background. People aren't aren't watching us right now, but Becca has a beautiful background full of plants. Just absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Lots of Hoyas. Is that yes. a lot of Hoyas I'm seeing over there? There's a lot of Hoyas, lots of philodendron, just mm-hmm. trailing babies all oh, yeah. down the wall. Are those actually planted in terracotta or are they like plastic cots sitting in terracotta? They're all planted in terracotta. I'm like a big terracotta girl. Big fan. So Is yeah. Is that the wall you just finished? I was watching your TikToks. I feel like I didn't see part three, but I saw part one and two of your new plant room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what I was doing. Absolutely gorgeous. Brandon just redid his plant room too. <laughs> okay, well, hardly. I just moved a couple of things. I mean, and added it doesn't. Take, it doesn't take much for the room to feel like a whole different vibe. You know what I mean? But it is a. It is a very different vibe. <laughs> yeah, I it's love. fun to refresh spaces and just like move things. It feels new. We were literally just talking about that the other day. We're like, oh, wow, yeah. we really should uh, like maybe step I, up maybe our... Maybe that's what I need to do all the time. Do I just <laughs> need to re- revamp my space all the time just to feel something? Because I spend a lot of time at home. I guess it would make sense. A little refresh. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. we really got off topic. But Becca, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are. What got you into plants? Just... Give us your little elevator speech. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. So my name is Becca De La Paz or De La Plants as I'm known online. And I am a houseplant enthusiast and educator and video creator, all of these things. So basically I make plant content about how to help your plants thrive, how to thrive through owning houseplants and designing beautiful spaces where your plants are at the forefront, but not cluttering everything. Uh, basically just living with plants is my theme. So what, what that's all like. And the reason that I started all of this, well, you know, going back to childhood, my family was always into plants, but it was outdoor stuff. So it was not you know, we had a few houseplants here and there. I look back at photos and I remember seeing houseplants, but it wasn't like a big focus inside. 
And I was really, after I graduated college, I was kind of like, what's next? You know, while I was leading into that, I was wondering what was going to be next for me. And I went to be a teacher. And before I did that, I became a plant parent. So that's kind of how I came into plants. And it felt like a natural progression from just my family roots. And um, I don't know, I just have always liked the idea of plants, but I didn't really know about houseplants until Instagram houseplant community. So I started following a few people and was just totally enthralled with creating this like green space inside and especially tropical plants. Cause I lived in the desert at the time. So I just found that really cool and it just kind of went on from there. Yeah. You moved from Arizona, right? Yeah. Can you yeah. Imagine? And I'm in Missouri. Wait, we're up in Minnesota, so I can't even imagine that type of climate. Yeah, it is a, it is a frozen hellscape here. <laughs> right yeah. now, is, we're trying to pretend like we're thinking about spring coming soon. And it's not going to come soon. Didn't the like groundhog just say we're going to have more winter? Probably. I'm sure. I don't, I, don't fo- I don't follow that. That doesn't happen here. But anyways, um, this is like off topic because that's what we do here. Um so mm-hmm. you have a podcast with Adam and Nicole and mm-hmm. a little YouTube channel together. I love you guys. Um, I w- I'm really wondering, <laughs> did Adam get you into Hoyas um, or did like you get Adam into Hoyas? Like how did that work out? Because like the Hoya people in my life are crazy. No shade to all you Hoya friends. Hi. <laughs> I Okay. I don't know what really got me into Hoyas. That was like one of the first genuses I really fixated on. And I don't think it was because of Adam. I mean, I, maybe he would say that, but I don't think that it was because of him. I don't really know why. I think a lot of people were really into them. And so I kept seeing them online. Like I am easily influenced is what I have actually (laughs) learned from this conversation so far. I'm like, Oh, I saw people online doing this. So I did it too. Um, I feel that. Yeah. I, yeah. And Adam started getting into Hoyas because they just grew so well in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was always experiencing that. So it was like, you know, but yeah, they're so fun. I love them. And we have to have you guys on our podcast. Like how fun would that be? Oh, we'd love that. It'd be five people. <laughs> that would be a big party. Uh, that would be a whole thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have like special Hoya people up in Minnesota, like the special Facebook group just for the like Twin Cities Hoya people. And there's a lot of people in that group. Oh yeah. Like that is wild. Every time I watch like a Hoya purge, I'm like, I have never heard of half of these plants or probably more than half of them. Like, what is this? I've never heard of this. Hoya U8936. They all look so similar too, which is so bad. Like all the Hoya people are going to come for me, but like so many of them just look like a glorified Carnosa. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's not that cool, but I'm trying, I try to be respectful because I like, you know, people like what they like, but at the same time, really? (laughs) (laughs) That? I mean, I guess there are like quite a bit of like philodendrons that look pretty similar to each other. And I guess that's probably the main reason I'm drawn to them is there's so many different ones. Antheriums, a lot of them look really similar. Yeah. I've been learning um, in the Antherium world in particular just how many like no IDs there are. It's wild. People have no idea what their plants are, which is kind of exciting. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's kind of fun to be like, I have this plant and it's thriving and like it doesn't have a name. Like, I don't know and, what this specimen and is. And then people will be like, well, I bred this one. <laughs> I've never seen anyone breed it before. So I'm going to name it this, but 
You can name it whatever you want. <laughs> so cool. I actually that's that's goals to name a place. That is goals. I love it. Um, Brandon, do you want to keep us on track? I, I can certainly try. <laughs> um, yeah, like, what's our next question? Let's talk to Becca. Um, well, let's <laughs> skip this next question and kind of go into your YouTube channel because that's how I had first heard of you, um, was kind of like the OG kind of YouTube people who mm-hmm. just were, like, doing it, obviously, for, like, their love of plants, not mm-hmm. for, like, mm-hmm. trying to be a YouTube superstar. So tell us about yes. your journey. What is your channel about? Give us the the deets. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my YouTube channel is, I feel like a good combination of living life with plants and also plant education. I feel like I really thrive in the educating part of it. And I saw that somebody asked a question later on about teaching. So, you know, if you didn't know this, I was a teacher for only a year. So it really wasn't that intense, (laughs) but I, my whole life, I wanted to be a teacher. That was like my passion. Um, I wanted to be an English teacher, you know, so the, the cool, fun, quirky, you know, language arts teacher, that's what I wanted to be. And I was for a year, but it didn't work out. So I wanted to channel that like need to teach or the desire to teach into something. And so Also, I just wanted to share what I was learning because at this time when I started my YouTube channel, there weren't that many plant YouTubers out there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's actually strange to me. You guys are like, I think a couple of people have said this to me, like being an OG on Mm -hmm. YouTube for plants. Like that is so flattering because (laughs) I did not consider myself an OG because there were so many that came before me. But I guess when you think about like, the makeup community Mm -hmm. and like the DIY community, like there are like hundreds of people and yeah. So the plant space is just so much smaller still. So I guess it makes sense, but anyway, so yeah, my, my channel really, I just started it as a new year's resolution in 2019. I was like, I'm going to do this for a year. And if I hate it, I'll stop. And you know, no harm, no foul. I tried. Um, but you know, that year came and went and I had a lot of success, which was, surprising. Although I need to be more confident in myself. Like I was, I was putting in work, so it makes sense, (laughs) but, but still like, I don't know. It's just cool to know that something that you worked hard on has this like, um, success in in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like I never expected it to be a full-time job. I remember when it started to pop in my head, like if that possibly could happen, I was like, no, it's not going to happen. But what if it did, that'd be so cool. But no, you know, it was like, trying not to say that out loud, like the opposite of manifesting, (laughs) like not saying it out loud, just in case I fail, which is like a big thing. Um, like I was so afraid to fail, but then I just decided, you know, at least I tried and failing publicly really sucks. And thankfully it's been going okay. So yeah. (laughs) I really, I think I was literally thinking earlier today. I'm like, dang, what if I start like growing all these plants and, that I just stop. Like, it'll just be one more thing that comes and goes that I just stop doing. Are you kidding me? Well, I think we're past the point that it's going to come and go. So I'm like, I feel like it feels a little bit different. You're you're locked in. Plants are different. Like I can't, I I can't just one day wake up and like stop caring for these things. Really. I'd have to put in effort to make it all go away. So I think we're, we're, we're in it for the long haul. (laughs) Kind of stuck. Yeah. Okay, I I like my plant shackles. I'll keep them on. Yeah, they're 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 good shackles to have. 
But yeah, so speaking of like your channel and like your success that you saw, like what would you attribute your personal success to when it comes to what you were able to produce in that year? Yeah, well, number one, consistency it was like the biggest thing. I think like just continuing to show up, even if my videos were tanking, like just continue posting. I think that I committed to posting twice a week for the full year, which is quite a lot of content when you think about that it, is a you lot. know, I mean, yeah. And then when you have like platforms like TikTok, like they're like post four times a day. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Sorry. Um, no. Like, I'm still trying to figure out TikTok. You guys are both huge on TikTok, and I want to talk to you about it. Um, so, like, let's, let's like, also make this about you because I'm so curious. Yeah, TikTok is weird. It's a different type of platform, but I don't totally know. Totally different. I like that people can go on there and, like, never have posted a dang thing and go viral yes. on their first thing. I don't know. Like, some people don't like that, but I think it's kind of funny. I love when, like... I don't know. I like that the content I'm consuming all day long is just real people. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. I like yeah. it. Every time I see a celebrity pop up, I'm like, who is this? Scroll. <laughs> Get off of my screen. Strangers only. <laughs> or when yeah. there's like brands um, in the comments that they're trying to like oh, yeah. socialize that with is, people. Like, Get out of here, brand. <laughs> Goodbye. Totally. This is for the people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess just consistency was a huge part of it. Just continuing to show up, being like having a day that is yours. Like people know like Tuesdays is Becca day and I've been not very good at it lately, but you know, at the beginning I was very consistent. And then also I noticed my growth like happened so much faster when I just showed up as myself and I wasn't pretending to know things. I have literally never claimed to have any sort of horticultural botanical like degree or qualifications. All of my information is, um, what is the word? What is the word? Anecdotal. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm not telling anybody you have to do this. You have to do that. And I think that's the point of platforms like social media, like YouTube, TikTok. It's just people sharing their experiences and showing up as they are. And, you know, sharing more parts of their life than just the fact that I own plants sort of humanizes you to your audience. And, um, you know, as I say this, I feel like I'm manipulating people, but I'm not like, it just, <laughs> it's just, like the strategy, like make them know you tell, tell a few secrets and then they will follow you. Like, you know what I mean? I mean like, it's hard to not, not what I'm sit saying. down. Like, even when I'm filming a TikTok, it's hard to not sit down and like, put on this voice because because mm-hmm. really I, yeah. I wouldn't be sitting there talking to myself otherwise about it so I am like putting mm-hmm. on something and I'm talking but like it, you do have to remind yourself like okay like talk like a normal person not like you're giving your presentation in front of the class like talk to it like right talk to your phone like you're talking to or camera if you're if you're a professional <laughs> um, talk to people like like it's your friends you know and you're just like okay guys this is what we're talking about today or this is what I learned recently and I'm really excited about it yeah and it's like so hard to like yeah. my biggest issue with posting content is like if I don't feel like it's a hundred percent me it's like my brain Brain says you can't post this. Oh yeah, I've got so many videos. <laughs> Do you, Becca, ever have videos or like this isn't getting posted? Like even though I just spent all this time like filming it, no. Yeah, absolutely, all the time. That ha- well, it happened a lot more in the beginning, and I had to train myself out of it because I was like, well, you're not going to be able to show up if you don't mm-hmm. post the freaking video. Like you can't be a perfectionist, you know. Like just use what you have. 
do your best and like know that no matter what, you're going to cringe at your first year or two or whatever. Like it's going to be cringy. Oh, yeah. Just, just <laughs> do it. You know, like, Oh yeah. I was very timid in my old videos and it was hard for me to like put my personality on camera because I'm a very goofy person. Like I have very like deadpan humor and like, I feel like that doesn't translate very well on YouTube. Like you have to like edit in a very specific way and it's just hard to like get your personality across. So mm -hmm. I feel like the better I've gotten at that, the bigger my channel has gotten because people are seeing who I am, um, you know, in the most authentic way I can possibly put forth through a video camera after I've edited a video for three hours, um, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I love your TikTok so much. And I find them so like when you do a trend, it is so much funnier to me <laughs> oh, than yeah. when anyone else does it because you're just like being yourself well, doing this trend. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're definitely not starting the video like, okay, I got to post today. Like what trend should I do? Like, I feel like you're one of the people who like hears it and you're like, oh, that this will be funny. Like, I think this is funny. Maybe other people won't think it's funny, but I think it is. And I love that. Those are the best videos to see. Like, and, and like, I will never forget. Like, I'm like, anytime I just like feel like I need to be my, like be myself. I'm like, Becca gives you permission to be goofy. Like I literally, that's yes. like a mantra I have. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about this when you were talking. So we asked this, I think to Sonia, when we were talking to her, um, do you ever get recognized at like plant shops and stuff? People are like, Oh my God, you're Becca. Yeah. It actually happened at the grocery store the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really? It's like, what the heck? I'm like, I'm picking out apples right now. Like this is not that I was like upset. I was like, wow, that's actually like so cool to like meet somebody. Um, I just think it's cool to put a face to the name. Like, and like, and I don't know if I've chatted with somebody online before. So I always ask like, have we talked before? Like, oh, what yeah. did we talk People about? Then have, I like goofy names. I forget. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as they tell me like, what we talked about, I'll remember. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, hi. And I feel like it's like <laughs> catching up with an old friend. Um, but yeah, it has, it happens in plant shops and like, especially local ones, like my local community, like knows who I am oh, yeah. pretty much. Um, and you know, people are very, very, very chill about it. They're like, oh, are you Becca? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I watch your channel. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, uh, am I being like tracked down for a ticket I didn't pay? Like, yeah, literally. Like, Who's am I about to be served? Yeah, why are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, no, but people have been really sweet. And it, you know, I don't let it get to my head, but it's, it is cool to like know, just like meet people that I don't know, to see the other side of it. Do you feel embarrassed when it happens? Because I mean, not that we've been, not that I've been recognized that many times, but every time a like a wave of dread and embarrassment comes over for me, and I'm like, uh, uh. yeah, like, oh yeah. God, unawareness that there are people beyond the. I'm screen. being perceived. Yes. Okay. The first, I went to a plant swap in Columbia, where I live, and um, Columbia, Missouri, not the exotic one, but. Like I went and I was so anxious because there was a few people who knew who I was and they're like, oh, like cool to meet you, whatever. I like went home and was like so, so anxious the whole time because I was like, what if I didn't live up to their expectation of like who I am? Like, what if I wasn't bubbly enough? Oh what if God, I wasn't yeah. chatty enough? Because, you know, when we're on camera, we're tur <laughs> turned <Yeah>. on. <laughs> like, <I> always <laughs> <laughs> We're on, you know, like I'm my bubbliest, goofiest, mm -hmm. smiliest self. But like when I'm in the grocery store picking out apples, I'm like 
dead face listening to a podcast, <laughs> like which is the best apple. Like I'm like not in this zone. So like, I definitely have like anxiety and fear that like, I'm not going to be what someone hopes and expects, but at the end of the day, that's completely out of my control. And like, it's not my business. What other people think of me is just like, I'm going to keep doing my thing, picking out my mm. apples. Like if you want to chat, like let's chat, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I feel like we're in a life coaching session. Oh yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> have you ever considered that. being a life coach? Cause I'd sign up. <laughs> I feel like you could do anything. Yeah. Becca. We were talking before this, like, how does she do all that? It oh my God. How does it all me. happen? I don't know. That's so much. I feel like we can barely get this thing up and running. <laughs> to manage That's each funny. other. And I did. I don't drink coffee either. Usually people are shocked to oh hear that. My God. So no caffeine at all. Yeah. Or like, are you tea drinker or what's going on? Nothing. It's nothing like it's no, no like religious preference mm-hmm. or anything. I just never got into coffee. Mm-hmm. Like I'll drink a chai, but I just, you know, I'll have a shot of espresso. If I'm really feeling down, I have like a little stovetop espresso, but I just never really got into it. Cause I don't like the way it tastes to be honest. I have a couple so, of things. Yeah. It took yeah. me a while to get into it. I had like started with McDonald's frappes or something. Ease my way <laughs> into yeah. it. Just ease your way in. Slowly yeah. like take out all like the sweetness. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What well, what can you do? I, I just, you know, grab a handful of nuts if I'm ever tired and chug on. <laughs> nuts. You gotta have that protein. It gives you energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. No. Um, yeah. Amazing. Well, let's wrap up the little YouTube section mm-hmm. um, and kind of talk about the uh, question by Plant Alley uh, underscore Minnesota. Hi, Alley. <laughs> um, so this question is: I'd love to know, as a fellow teacher, why or how, why and how you left the profession, which is kind of the subset of what is it like being a full time content creator, and how did you get into that? I'm like, here's four mm-hmm. questions. Remember them all. Answer them yeah, in order. You can ask us because I would be like, wait, what? Repeat. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, my professional career started as a teacher and, you know, there was so much that I loved about teaching, but being a teacher in Arizona, it really depends on the state. I think like whether or not you have a great experience, like the state and the district and, you know, not to get too far into like technical teacher jargon, but my district and my uh, school was just like really understaffed. And like, there was too many schools. The resources were very small and it just, it just wasn't doing it for me. You know, like, I don't think that I liked, I I love hanging out with like teens and preteens. Like I love that age. They're so funny. They're so goofy. I got roasted more times than I can remember. Like (laughs) I have to like read back my Twitter and like, remember all the roasts because it is honestly hilarious. But if I ever changed anything about my appearance, they're like, why'd you do that? Like, they're just so (laughs) rude. And it was so funny because they're just tiny humans. And anyway, I loved that part of it, but having to like be their teacher and like try to get their attention and like try to get them to pay attention during a grammar lesson when all I wanted to do was like teach them about plants or like just talk to them about their lives. Like, how is your, how's your mom? Like, you know, like this thing happened last week. Like, are you okay? Like, I just wanted to be their friend. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do when you're trying to be an authority figure and you're also 22 years old. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was already not an authority. So anyway, all this to say, it just 
was not making me happy. And I'm, I have always been a person who would rather have like, I don't know how to say this. Let's say like, I'm not super money driven. Like it was a job. I wasn't, you know, it's, you're a teacher. So, you know, I don't even need to say it, but <laughs> like, I would rather like not have that like stable income and be happy than have that stable income and be absolutely miserable. And thankfully, like it's worked out for me where I left that job and got a different job that was very convenient to have freedom to do daily plan stuff. But yeah, it just like sucked the life out of me and it was really hard. And I didn't want to spend the next 20 years in a career that I hated, like just to say that I did it. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like I'm, I was 22 or 23. Why would I continue? You know what I mean? Like, why would I hate my life? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, when people told me, like when people asked, I was like, I'm too young to hate my life. Like, mm -mm, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) No. So yeah. Then I work, then I went into marketing, which like really gave me a lot of knowledge in this field. And then, um, okay. The next question was, what's it like being a full-time content creator? It is interesting because it's multifaceted. So number one, you are like everything in the company. You are the talent, you are the marketer, you are the accountant. Like you literally do everything. And there's so much to being self-employed that people do not think about until they have to pay a year's worth of taxes in one month, which is what I had to do. So it's like, (laughs) oh. I'm still learning and it's really hard to balance like the business, the boss babe side. (laughs) (laughs) Fun, fun interjection. Did you do your boss babe taxes? Not yet. They're not not due till the 15th of March. So he's like, I've counted my days. I know I have time. Um, No, when I reached out to Becca, I was like, Hey boss babe. (laughs) (laughs) Sliding in the DMs. I have an amazing opportunity for you. Hey girl boss. Girl boss only. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's probably like the hardest part of it. But in general, like, I'm not even going to say that I have a hard job because it's so fun. Like, I just get to wake up every day and decide what I want to do. Like if I open a TikTok and like you said earlier, like I I hear a sound, I'm like, let's make a video. Like, this is funny. Like, that's literally exactly what I do. And I can just do that. Like I have so much freedom to like do whatever I want. And like the part, the part that's been hard for me is creating the structure in this madness. And I really crave structure as a person. So I've had to like hire a life coach to be like, okay, give me a schedule. Like, tell me what to do and I will do it. Um, but like doing that on my own was really hard. So, you know, in general, just like structuring my days in a way where I'm not working like 18 hours and like being productive, because if I'm given like eight hours to do one task, I will use the whole eight hours because, uh, (laughs) your girl gets distracted. (laughs) I was like, I literally told Nicole in the morning, I'm like, I'm just going to do a really light cleaning of the house. Just make, just pick (laughs) stuff up. No. No, no. Just the whole, <laughs> whole shebang. You didn't yeah. stop. Every time. So definitely feel you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. It's rewarding just to do what I love. And it's also a little stressful to be the only person who's responsible for my income, though. Like that, that part gets left out so much. Like, that's very stressful mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have bills and a life to pay for. So. Yeah. It's scary. Now my stomach is making noise. Brandon, yours was earlier. 
it's your turn. <laughs> Ooh, I know it's, it's going to happen. So one question I have kind of piggybacking off this is if you, again, you traded in teaching so you didn't like it, but you obviously love content creation. If you were to trade it in for one mm-hmm. thing, what would it be? Oh gosh. That's so hard. I Okay. I think. <laughs> and also if you traded in all of the previous steps that it would have taken you to get there have been completed. So. Okay. I would say I would really love to be a foreign language teacher, like in another country. That has always been a big dream of mine to move just really to anywhere. Like I, you know, Europe would be mm-hmm. awesome, but and teach English and also know their native tongue. Like if we're really dreaming here, cause I feel like it's so much easier to teach a language. If you know their language, I have done like some ESL stuff before, and it's so hard to teach someone English if you don't speak their language. Cause you're just like miming to each other. It's so hard. <laughs> um, like I respect so many people in that field, but yeah, well, everybody in that field, I respect pretty much unless they're rude and racist or something, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was that's something I would love to do. Like that would be so cool because you'd get to travel and like experience other cultures and just like I don't know, like make a big impact on someone's life. Like that's so impactful to teach them a language that they want to learn because language is power. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm terrible at languages. I I started Duolingo uh 3 days ago I lost my one day streak, so <laughs> I it- <laughs> Will I ever start those, it again? Yeah. No. <laughs> Dueling is one of those things I pick up and put down a lot. Like I've gotten pretty far in it in yeah. the Spanish. Actually, I learned more in Duolingo than I ever did in like even my college Spanish classes. <laughs> um, but I started like uh, what the German one and then the Russian one. Too. You're like, I'm learning really all the languages. Oh, cool. I'm everything. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm never going to have, I don't think I'm going to have the, I barely have the confidence to speak to people in English. So I don't know about that. <laughs> So. Oh my gosh. It's like a stress thing. You know, you get thrown in and you're like, suddenly you oh, can yeah. speak this language and it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. People, well, people talk really fast and I'm, I just, you know, my character have to slow down, repeat it 10 times and maybe I'll get it. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, it just doesn't click in my brain. So <laughs> I'll probably never actually learn another language, but I'm okay with that. We're still working on it. <laughs> That's Okay. <laughs> You're doing Latin with plants. Like oh, plant Latin is like a whole thing. It really is because now that I've learned a lot of plant names, when I learn new plant names, because I already know how to pronounce others, like I can pronounce mm-hmm. like the other ones. I'm like, language. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're, we're just trying our best. Still quite a few yeah. that I can't uh, get to come out of my brain to my mouth. So I, You got me saying things wrong just because oh I know how to say ep- epipremium penatum and you have me saying epipepi. <laughs> epipepi. <laughs> okay, but like, honestly, like Latin is not a language that is spoken. So when people get all up in arms mm-hmm. about pronunciation, I'm like, why? Do you know what I was saying? Yeah, yes, plus we all okay, have different accents. We are very like nasally. Like we all say things pathos. Just a little bit different. Pathos, pathos, pothos. Yeah, I can hear your guys's like sweet Minnesotan mm-hmm. accents. I just love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, my best friend is from Minnesota, and she says "bag." Bag. And like when yeah, I first I say noticed, bag. Yeah, when she first said that, I was like, "Wait, what?" Bag or bagel? I don't see. I I can't hear the difference. 
bag or if I exaggerate, it's like bag, bag or bag. It's either like bag or bag. It's bag, <laughs> not bag. 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 <laughs> bag. It's just funny. Yeah. Bag. Um, <laughs> bag. <laughs> I See, it makes it so complicated. It makes there's no difference in what we all just said. <laughs> yeah, on, it's, it's the same word. You and know, bag, people know what we're talking bagel, about. Bagel, 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 bagel. So weird. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking, like we all are, uh-huh. tell us a little bit about your podcast. <laughs> Uh, Botany by okay. Nicole would like to know. <laughs> okay. Like, Botany by Nicole. Um, okay. So I have a podcast with two of my plant best friends, Adam, not dude and Nicole, my clean leaves. And it's a really like, I would say it's an unconventional friendship. Like we all live in different States, you know, we're all different ages. It's just fun though. Like, it's just, it's interesting to know how, people from like completely different places can come together and like bond over plants. Did something happen? I, I don't know. There was some sort of robotic voice coming from outside of this room. I'm not really sure what yeah, it was. What was that? It was probably the Roomba. I don't really know. Robot <laughs> That's scary. Okay. <laughs> you just like see um, us have like looks of panic. In okay. our <laughs> yeah. I'm like what happened? We can't hide me. our My thoughts heart rate on our up. face. It doesn't happen. <laughs> Anyway, continue. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, it's a podcast where we chat every Monday and it's like 80% life talk and uh, 20, what's the other 20%? 80-20 is, I was about to say 50%. So um, (laughs) my degree is in English literature. We're not mathematicians. We're plant people. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like 80-20 ratio, like personal life chat to plants. I mean, sometimes we'll talk more about plants, but it really is just like us catching up and like we're long distance friends. So we are always chatting and it's just like fun. And we all have like different takes and philosophies on plant care. Um, you know, and it's cool to see all of our different methods come together in our conversations and, yeah, it's just like a lot of laughs and we have like 9,000 tangents. Like you guys are staying on track and I'm proud. That is, <laughs> we try. These would be, these would be four hour episodes if we did not have yeah, this outline. Yeah. I'm inspired. Like this outline is awesome. I'm going to show it to my, yeah, it's just, <laughs> just like, very like this? simple. Ta- yeah. Just little like taglines. Like what's, what, what are we talking about? And usually it's, this is yeah. very fleshed out for us. Usually it's like, book, projects, podcast, YouTube. Like it's not, it's yeah. not like flushed out like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually I mean, I'm impressed. Questions. Yeah. Usually we just like, okay, time to rant about this topic. <laughs> Sometimes we're like, okay, Brian, I love it. it's been an hour time to wrap it up. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will we'll get to like motion picture length and we're like, okay, let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a three part episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like I guess people like it. I don't know. Everyone's like, "Oh, I like your podcast." Because when like, we first started, we wanted to we it? wanted to do short episodes, so we started yeah. doing thirty minute episodes. Yeah, and everyone's like, "We wish it was longer." Because both of us are like, we don't listen to podcasts yeah, for we like don't, we, we don't, we don't sit there and listen ones. to an hour and fifteen minute podcast. We got to like break it up. But apparently, most mm-hmm. people don't like that. So whatever. Yeah, I'm like, all right, friends, whatever. I guess it's less work for you then. You don't have to edit a bunch True. more. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, 
What's our next one, Brandon? Come on. Well, lead us. What What are your tips for someone looking to start their own podcast? And who handles with the three people responsibility? I can't even yeah. imagine with two people. It's like mm-hmm. hard enough. But like with three, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, see, we were kind of worried that three people would be too much. And hey, I'm not going to say it. It isn't too much, but that's kind of what makes it fun because it's like. there's just like so much going on. And maybe that's why we have so much personal talk because you got three people's life, like like life catch up to get through. That's quite a lot of talking, but we sort of split the responsibility. So Adam is the editor. Nicole is the Instagrammer and I do our YouTube channel and um, like emails, reaching out like brands. I mean, we haven't had any legit brand offers yet, but you know, when that (laughs) happens, I will handle that. So we've sort of like, it's kind of nice in that way because we have three people to like disperse responsibility. So like, hopefully the load isn't too heavy on any one person. Although mm-hmm. Adam carries a heavy load by editing. Cause that's a lot. Three voice tracks is quite a lot. So yeah. Do you guys, yeah I mean, like, it's just fun. Do all one take or do you edit things out? We hardly ever edit things out. I would say like, it's pretty much like all the way through, but there are a few times where like, we'll say something and like kind of forget that we're recording and it's like a little too personal. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh not God. in that, like we like hide mm-hmm. things, but it's just like, does the public need to know that specific detail about my partner? Mm-hmm. Like, no, let's oh, yeah. edit that out. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> um, cause we really get off on tangents. Like we'll talk about bodily fluids and, mm-hmm. you know, sex ed and yeah, all these things. Like, so yeah, sometimes things are a little too far, but most of the time I'd say it's like no edits, uh, which is kind of cool. And also a little cringy because as a YouTuber, like I edit and like pick apart every little thing Mm -hmm. I say, I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I sounded kind of rude there. Or like, if there's too long of a gap, I like cut it out because you know, attention spans. Mm -hmm. And like with a podcast is the format is so different. And like the gaps are conversational gaps are so normal. And like, you don't need to cut those things out. Or else, like, it feels very rushed, right? Like, it just yeah. feels weird in a podcast. Because we so, we tried to get the editing out as soon as possible. We're like, yeah, the first few episodes are like, this is much. too much. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's yeah. Like Plus, even I can hear in some people's podcasts, like, when they try and, like, cut things out, I can I hear a very hard, like, to like, hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh, what happened? Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when it just flows. And so it's nice that Adam edits because I don't get to like pick apart myself. Like, cause you know, sometimes I'll listen back and I'm like, I don't like that. I said that, but it's out there. So what can you do? Like in editing a YouTube, be better. like I, cause I have had a YouTube channel in the past where I had created many, many videos. And it's like, like I know that process of like whittling down a YouTube video, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And like, just like, it is. The, and then you have to like repeat things and there's dead air and it's, just, it's a lot of work editing a YouTube video, way more work than editing mm-hmm. podcast audio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate, mm-hmm. even I hate editing TikToks. It's just too much talking. I don't know. I guess, oh, I oh. guess I have a question for both of you. Cause I don't ask people this a lot. Do you guys prefer to sit and talk in videos or would you rather do a voiceover? Depends on the day. <laughs> I'm so new to voiceover. Like I've, I've tried it with my plant room videos and I feel like I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. Cause like TikTok is like voiceover central. Like mm-hmm. people love voiceover videos. Yeah. Cause that was how so I I'm started trying. was voiceover videos. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. How do you like, how do you even do it? Like, I feel like I have too many thoughts for the amount of film. Like you have to think mm-hmm. ahead. Like when you're editing the video, you have to think oh, yeah. ahead of what your voice. I kind of narrate it while I'm recording oh, yeah, it. Absolutely. I have to think about like, what am I even? Cause I, to, I like, don't think about what am I going to very... record? I think, yeah. what am I going to narrate? What am I saying? And then I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how our brain works. It's just like uh, backwards. I okay. use the app Splice to edit my videos, and um, I hate that? their voiceover though. Why? It just—it's so hard because like. I was just gonna say, oh my god, it's so easy. I don't like the voice. I, <laughs> so what you? Can I have. like it sounds way better, but I wish it was like TikToks where it like just like I don't know. It's just it, what it's I a- like about it is like I can take. I don't. What, you know when you click voiceover and you're starting, it's like three, two, one, go. Um, mm. it, I can pause for a little bit because then every time I do that little clip of the voiceover, I can click on it and like edit it down and like cut the front and the, you know, yeah. and then move it over. I also think I might I be doing it be. wrong. So maybe yeah, you need maybe, to teach yeah, me. Maybe you need help. Cause I'm like, Oh, I hate yeah. the TikTok one. It's so rushed. It's like, okay, talk now. <laughs> I'm like, uh. yeah, it's stressful. I've only ever used the TikTok one and I use video leap to edit my videos if they're under a minute. Cause the under a minute is free. It's usually yeah. what I have, but I've never used, did you say splice splice? Yeah. Like, like it's okay. it's a pretty Splice. it's a pretty legit app. It's really nice. I actually didn't realize that I pay for it until a little bit ago. I literally have asked you multiple times, <laughs> like Nicole, do you pay for this? Like, how do you like, get all these? Re- so, like, how do you do all features. this? I tell them like, yeah, I do this in Splice. Everyone's like, I downloaded it and I can't do it without paying. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember paying. I'm like, I'm very cheap. I, don't I care about my money. I don't pay for apps. <laughs> Apparently, I pay for this app. So. But I think it's worth it. It's literally like 12 bucks for a whole year. Um, and it's got oh, that's a lot of nice. cool stuff. They also have a lot of nice fonts. Um, like TikTok when I'm like putting little stickers and stuff and like fonts. Like it's got like five options. I like Splice. So anyways, Splice, sponsor us. <laughs> I know. You need a sponsorship from, from Splice for that. That was great. You, honestly, you convinced yeah. me. I'm going to go download it. Yeah, we got to send some emails out, Brandon. Come on. So, so what do you use to use, edit your uh, YouTube videos? She told us. Wait, you said Leap. <laughs> leap? No. Well, video leap for TikTok. Okay. If it's like intricate, but if it's like super intricate, I use Premiere Pro for my YouTube videos. Okay. So and yeah. Like, so leap yeah. or not leap splice <laughs> is like a, as good of Premiere Pro as you can get on your phone, essentially. Okay. That's nice okay. Like you know, I'm still waiting for like, sorry, go ahead. I say I used to use iMovie. It was meh. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, I used iMovie when I started making YouTube videos because it's free on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? And then eventually I decided to upgrade. And honestly, I don't really use that many features on Premiere Pro. Like, I, I definitely could be using it more. It's like a workhorse, you know? Mm-hmm. It just does so much. But it's so confusing. Like, when things go wrong, I'm like, Adam, uh, please help me. Adam's <laughs> so good I at like this stuff. In Splice at the very top, it has, like, the back arrow. So, like, if you click on something mm. and you're like, what did I just do? You can, like, click back and it'll just, like, <laughs> undo it and then just, like, keep undoing whatever you did. So, yay. Yeah. TikTok that sucks because nice. it's like, oh, that's what you want? Okay, well, that's what you're sticking with. 
Or you can delete it and start over. Yeah. <laughs> start or you have from to delete, scratch. delete everything. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that kills me about TikTok. I added a lot of my TikToks in TikTok and it's mm-hmm. like, oh shoot, I realized when I'm watching it back for the last time, I'm like, oh shoot, I realized I messed something up. You go back, you delete everything you just yeah, And I do that it's all like, the time. Okay. I'll, I've worked on it for two hours yeah. and I'll accidentally go back one too many backs. And I'm like, God dang it. You know how often like, I have to, why? every time I add the captions into TikTok, because I just like have the TikTok do the captions for me and I go in and re-edit it so that, because like they oh, get that's... every plant name wrong. What? When you have to redo your captions you, yeah. and then you do one thing, they're like, okay, we'll redo oh, yeah. your captions. And if you do, if you, mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, I think I want to edit another thing. They're like, okay, well, we're going to start it all over again. You have to re-edit everything. Um, yeah. But when I'm doing that and then I'm done and I haven't picked like a sound yet, I save it to draft. So I'm like, okay, I don't want this to crash because my phone can, technology doesn't like me. <laughs> I know that sometimes it'll just disappear and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done. I guess I just won't post. Yeah. <laughs> technology again, like, Oh, that's like half of being a content creator is like having technology issues and just being on YouTube. Like why is premiere pro not cutting my, like mm-hmm. just Googling random shit. Like why help? Okay, and then it's hard it, the for void. me. It, it, even because I've we edit with GarageBand. Like I put everything in GarageBand and the music. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll forget how to pr- how to cut in GarageBand, and I literally have to be like, "How do you yeah. cut in GarageBand?" <laughs> yeah. But it's not actually called cut. It's like yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's called Split something else. And something. I'm like, God. I, <laughs> yeah. Like I use this every week. How do I how do I forget the most basic functions? <laughs> That's like me with my job. I know. There's stuff that I do once a week or once a month and once a year for my job, and I almost forget every time how to do it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Taxes are hard. Okay, they are. Brandon, it looks like we have a break A break scribbled in here. We do so have a, a small break. Should we take a little small break? We're going to hear some words from our sponsors. <laughs> we love it. I mean, technically, we're the sponsors because we're... There's no one sponsoring this. Yeah, no, don't think. <laughs> it's basically just us plugging our own things. So anyway, you guys enjoy this little <laughs> commercial break. We will be right back with Becca De La Plants. Hey guys, it's Brandon and Sam. We're the plant parents that own Monstera Plant Co. MP Co. just restocked with a ton of new plants. Our plants are grown with care and they're set up for success right when you unbox them. They come with a custom soil blend that works for that specific type of plant. We also just launched our Planty Care Kits, which have our best-selling Planty Care Insecticide Spray, as well as our best-selling Aeroid Soil Blend. Just pick your soil size and save some money. Get your Planty Care Starter Kits on our website at www.monsteraplant.co. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for fun new products at monsteraplant.co. Because you listen to Where Are We Growing, use the code PODCAST10 to save 10% on everything in the store. That's www.monsteraplant.co. And make sure to use code PODCAST10. Hey, plant friends, it's Nicole. Listen, I love chatting plants with you guys on Instagram, but it can be tough for me to get to all of my messages. So if you've ever wanted to book me for a virtual plant consultation, you can go to superpeer.com slash Nicole Larson Grows and use code GROW, that's G-R-O-W for a discount. I do 15 minute, 30 minute, and 60 minute consultations. We can talk anything from pests to transitioning to LECA, anything you want. I promise it's not scary. (laughs) All right, the ad is over. Back to the plants. 
Hello everyone, it's Becca and I'm interrupting your commercial break because I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about my book, Houseplants for Beginners. So this book is the perfect guide for new houseplant parents to discover which plants are best for their homes and learn how to help them thrive through the process. There are also over a hundred plant profiles that will detail the care, instructions, and fun facts. So as a thank you to Brandon and Nicole, I wanted to offer Where Are We Growing listeners a special offer on my book. So if if you use the code growing on my website, delaplants.com, you can get 10% off a signed copy of my book. That is only if you buy it from my website, you will get a signed copy and you can use the code growing on my website, delaplants.com to get 10% off a signed copy. Okay. Let's get back into the episode. And we're back. I was going to say, and we're back, but <laughs> we're back. And what are we talking about now, Nicole? We're talking about Becca's book. <laughs> You just have Woo. one book, right? Just one? Yes. Are you just planning one. on doing another? I have started to outline it. I don't know if I'll do it or like what I want. I don't know. I've got an outline. So maybe. 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 It's on the horizon. Yeah. Maybe. It's on the it's in yeah. the cards. Well, what inspired cards. you to write a book in the first place? Obviously, you're you were in, wanting to be an Eng- you were an English teacher and you wanted to be, and then you became it, and then you were like, well, you know, mm-hmm. what's next? Author. <laughs> mm, right. So yeah, I think every person who studies literature in college like aspires to be an author. It's like everybody's unspoken dream. So it's actually a little wild that it happened mm-hmm. for me in such an unconventional way yeah, because didn't expect I expect would- plants. <laughs> yeah, like. I I thought if I ever wrote something, it would be like a poetry collection or a nonfiction or sorry, a fiction novel or something like that, um, which I have plenty of ideas and, you know, maybe eventually, but re- like writing a nonfiction plant book was never on my radar, like never. So basically my publisher reached out to me and I thought it was a scam so, because, you know, when you're a human online, that's, what, that's me all the time. Maybe there's actually real people messaging me sometimes. I'm like, scam. I know. On. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, good. I had an alarm go off reminding me to go to bar at, it was supposed to be for AM, but I think I said it for PM. <laughs> oh, like the bar class. I'm like, you set an alarm to go to the bar tonight? What? Uh, <laughs> Seems a little out of character, no. but okay, cool. No. My bar workout class. I don't usually take the Tuesday class. So I set an alarm for myself to remember this morning, but I, it never went off. So anyway, I still went. I made it. Anyway, so... <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, my publisher reached out to me like probably three times. I don't know, maybe two times. I don't know. It was multiple times. And I was like, this is a scam. Like what the heck? Who? (laughs) I don't know. Like I just ignored it because you get a lot of weird random offers that seem too good to be true. Mm -hmm. Like in your email, it's like, okay, no, I'm not going to be scammed. So anyway, finally they were like, Hey Becca, like we really, really want to talk to you that we want to get on the phone and have a conversation. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see what they want. So they told me, they're like, we want someone who is not a botanist, not a horticulturalist, just a hobbyist to write a book about how to care for houseplants because we want to speak to a general population. You know, not that you shouldn't go to the professionals, which you obviously should. And I totally like will say that to do, I will say do that first, but it's really, really hard to break down academic articles and like understand what that means. And like, I did that 
for four years in school. And I still think it's really difficult. So I can't imagine what that's like as someone with no botanical experience to look at a scientific article about how to water your plant and like understand what's happening. Right. So that's sort of like the basis of my channel. So that's why they reached out to me and I agreed and we came to our agreement and, you know, outlined the book and start writing, started writing it. And that's, it, it honestly fell in my lap, but I worked really hard to get to the point where they would notice me, but it really was like, they approached me, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's how the book came about. I love that. They picked you for a reason. That's like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like that's kind of serendipitous, like having come from your background, Mm -hmm. like that is, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was nice because, you know, I, I don't want to sound like self whatever, but like, I'm a good writer. Like I know how to write. So that part wasn't hard for me at all. It felt very natural because I'm used to writing and it, you know, so it felt like a good, it felt like a good thing for me. Um, so yeah, it just felt really good. And I loved it. I love that I got to do that. And what was the like actual process of writing a book like? Cause I'm assuming you as a someone who had the English mm-hmm. background, like you had done a ton of writing, but you've never like start to finish wrote a book. What, yeah. what how did that, long, how long did it take to, it took, well, so it was like a fast tracked publishing situation. Some of the publisher is a non-traditional publisher as well. So it's not like a penguin random house type of situation, um, which was a little bit less intimidating. And I kind of liked that because, you know, like they like working with authors with stories like mine. So Basically, it was fast-tracked. I think that it took, I'm going to say in the ballpark of six months, uh, which is really fast. Typically, books are like, you know, you'll get the contract and then the book will come out two years later or like a year minimum later. Um, So it was a lot faster than the typical deadlines. And so I would have really big chunks of writing that I had to turn in like every six weeks, let's say. And just like college, I was writing some of it the <laughs> night before. <laughs> I love that. Not all the time, but I definitely did have to lock myself in the room sometimes because I was like procrastinating. But honestly, like with a good outline, it did not feel like a ton of work because I was basically like answering prompts because we outlined and like made it very, very specific. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like broken down into chunks. Um But yeah, like there was two rounds of editing. So the first editor looked at like, does this even make sense? Is the, um, like coming from someone who is not into plants, like, do I understand what is being said? And then there was like a grammar and like all of that check to make sure that, you know, punctuation and grammar and all of that was correct. And then there was a third round of fact checking. So basically somebody would come and like, you know, read through my stuff and like leave notes and be like, I found this like that contradicts what you said, or like, you know, can we get a specific date for this event or, you know, just stuff like that to like make it credible. So the book has a ton of credibility. It's gone through a lot of like fact checking and, you know, clarity checking and stuff like that, which was nice for me because I was a little bit stressed that I would say something wrong. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? People are vicious. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, of course there are things that I put in the book that now I'm like, I don't know if I fully support that. It's not necessarily wrong, but I feel like, you know, my plant care style might have changed ever so slightly since when I wrote that in 2019 or when I forgot when I, I think it was 2019. So yeah, it's just like, 
I don't know. Yeah. So that's how long it took to write it. And it was a a big process. It was 40,000 or 38. No, I ended up writing 40,000 words and they wanted 38,000. So I went over a little bit. Um, We had to cut, we had to cut out a few things, but it was fun. It was really fun. I felt like, you know, like in those, those moments in your life where you're like, I was meant to do this. Like it really felt like that. It felt very natural. And like, it was a little stressful sometimes, but at the end of the day, like it felt like I should be doing this. Oh yeah. Like a fulfilling stress. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. That's so cool. Like now I want to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. You it should so just daunting. for yourself. I'm like, it feels like it's already a lot keeping plants alive. It's hard for us to like mm. set goals and keep them. And that's a big oh, yeah. project. I've, I've always wanted to write, write yeah. a book, like even since mm-hmm. I was a kid, but Will that day ever happen? We will see. We will. We will find out. We will find out. I know. Yeah. Like, break it down into chunks, manageable chunks, you know. But like the hardest part of writing the book was not even like writing like the, like I don't know how what what to do with the situation and how to buy a plant because it's very very beginner. Like you pick up this book at the same time as you're picking up your first plant or preferably before you pick up your first plant, you know, it's like one of those types of books, Mm -hmm. but like the hardest part of it was there's like a hundred different plant profiles in the back of the book. Oh yeah. And the amount of research and conversations that I had to have with people about these plants to like understand how to care for them. That was the hardest part of the whole thing. Like it was, it sucked. I'm going to be honest. Cause I was compiling so much information and like so many plants have similar care. Uh-huh. And so it's like, how do I keep saying this in different ways? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do I make this like, not like right in direct line? It's obviously not as not as official <laughs> right. or on paper, but yeah. like I have a plant care section and I'm like, I'm writing plant care for like genuses of plants I have never mm-hmm. even owned, mm-hmm. never will own. I'm just trying to like absorb all this information, put it together and like be like, here, hopefully this helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is a lot of the time because like each individual plant is going to be different too. Cause like, if I have a Monstera deliciosa that's acting a certain way in my home, it's going to act different in your homes. So it's like, how can you give care instructions that are general enough yet specific mm-hmm. enough that they're it's actually helpful and worth buying this book. So I, I hope that I did that. I think that I did do that. Um, but you know, but that was really challenging. It's a lot to put together and kind of like appease everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And -hmm. people, people really can be ruthless. I mean, with a book, it's a little bit different because they have to like go out of their way to reach Mm -hmm. you. It's not like they're like commenting under your video. Like what you said at four minutes and 34 seconds is completely wrong. (laughs) Are there ever any, that makes me think, are there ever any people that like line up to leave hate comments? You're like, oh my God, I just posted that. And you're already like, (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh, like hate watchers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I don't have any, I don't think I have any hate watchers. I mean, for, you know, sometimes someone will come back a few times and then I'm like, what are you still doing here? Like, please. And on YouTube, it's so hard to get rid of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's hard to get rid of them on YouTube, but like for reviews on the book, I don't read them because before I published this book, it's actually a huge accomplishment to have even published a book because I'd never let anybody read what I wrote. Like in school, I studied literature. I wrote for a living basically at the time I hated peer reviews. I did not like when people read my work. (laughs) It's like never helpful. Like 90% of the time it is not helpful. Like I I just, yeah. So going from that to having a published book, I have to like very carefully, like 
keep my peace and like not look at the bad reviews because there's going to be bad reviews. Like the book is not for everybody. Um, but I did get a bad review from someone who said like, she's not a botanist. So you don't need to be listening to this. Um, and they didn't read the book. They said that they're like, I didn't even read it, but I already know. I'm like, (laughs) okay. So like, what do you mean? So there's people like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say like, I've never claimed to be that I'm literally only sharing anecdotal stuff and that I never said that I wasn't, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> just throw that back in their face. Like, okay, like, you're right. I'm not like, are you, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear, I'd love to chat with you about it then. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I, so I don't read the reviews good or bad. Cause I don't want that. I don't want to take that in. Cause I feel like I would absorb it because my writing is like really special to me and I don't want to absorb oh, yeah. any of that. That's your little baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It. It's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> Well, finishing up our book session, we have one last question by Millicon Plants, and they asked, what was the very best and the very worst part about writing the book? Okay. Well, the worst part I said was the plant profile part, which many people have told me is like the best part of the book. So I'm very thankful that it turned out. Um, But the, the best part I would say is... I don't know, like the best part of writing the book. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Cut out dead space. I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) Just like getting all of the things, (laughs) getting all the things that lived in my head onto paper, Mm -hmm. I think was the biggest thing that was, and it's just so nice to have this reference point because I would say all these things in my YouTube videos and my YouTube videos like largely informed my book. Like I would rewatch my YouTube videos and just sort of like write down what I said Um, which is nice to have like a catalog that you can just like look through of like knowledge. And it's so cool that like someday if, and when I have kids, like they're going to be able to look at this and have like a plant guide that like their mom or their grandma or whoever, like Mm -hmm. it's personal plant advice. Um, and I just love knowing that like so many people have that in their hands. Like that's so gratifying to know like a physical object. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Little sentimental. Okay. Well, moving on to your next list of accomplishments, let's talk about some (laughs) other projects you've got going on. So you also have a uh, soil line. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I made a custom houseplant soil blend with a houseplant, not a houseplant, a just soil company in Tucson, Arizona. And I just love this company. I love what they stand for. So when they, you know, approached me and we decided to do this together because we were already working together in other capacities, it felt like a match made in heaven because I just really, really love what they do. So basically their compost is a basis for most of their products and it's made from recycled landscape clippings that are diverted from landfills and um, just lots of recycled materials. And I just find that to be so cool because so much of, um, our waste, like even plant waste ends up in landfills, which, you know, is not good for the environment, even though we think it's a plant, those things still release greenhouse gases and it's all, it's a whole thing. So by diverting that plant matter and using it for something good, it's just a really awesome thing to do. So I love that about them. And like that basis that the basis of their company is just really cool. So anyway, we just, (laughs) excuse me, we decided to make a soil that was loosely based off of a soil mixture that I was already making. Um, I started making custom soil blends, you know, pretty soon into houseplants because I realized that nothing existed pre-made. So I was using 
similar, similar ratios and similar products to what the De La Tanks soil is now, but it's just way better. Like the De La Tanks is like way better. And we had like several prototypes that I tested for a while. And then, you know, we kind of took what plants did the best in each prototype and looked at the roots and looked at the plant growth and, you know, the soil structure long-term. And we sort of came up with what we have now and it's just cool. Like it's such a cool blend and like the label is beautiful. I just am in love with it. It, it makes life so much easier. Um, you don't have to mix anything. Like your soil is always going to be the same. You don't have to do anything. Like it just, there, there was a big hole in the market and I'm really glad that we decided to do it because it's very helpful. Like it changed my life. So I can imagine that it's very helpful for other people too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel that. You know, I hate mixing up my own soil. It's I a never nightmare. do. Oh, and I also don't I don't understand how there is no national level, you know. Yeah, there's no I know. Why isn't there a, a good mix of soil at Home <clears throat> Depot? Come on now. Everything is <laughs> so like even I brought home some like really generic cactus soil mix, like Miracle Grow basically. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, My God, this is cactus soil? This is I know peat. <laughs> There's like yeah, three just chunks of pearl. Like, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, this is so what? Yeah, so I know. I don't know why there isn't anything better. I feel like some people buy like orchid mixes because they tend to be chunkier. Maybe mm-hmm. they're looking for something like to mix for the aeroids, but yeah, I don't know. So I'm glad you're doing that. Everyone's yeah, it's fun for recommendations. So you guys go check out Becca's soil. Go get it. Right now, where yeah. can they where can they get it? They can get it off of Tank Screen Stuff's wet uh, wedding. Wow, <laughs> I'm tired. Um, you can, <laughs> they're married. No, you can get it off of Tank Screen Stuff's website. Um, maybe you can put it in the show notes, but it's tankscreenstuff.com/store or shop. We'll, we'll find the exact product and we'll we'll link it in the yeah. the, the show description. <laughs> okay, thank you because I'm like uh what's the URL? Anyway, yeah, it's it's great and they ship all over the US, not outside of the US though because of agricultural laws. So, if you're in the US, um I will warn you, shipping is a little bit more expensive than Amazon because it's soil and it's heavy. Soil That's all is I'm so say. expensive. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's heavy to ship. But if you are ever shipping soil, UPS is way cheaper than USPS. Just a little tip. I always have a cycle <laughs> yeah. between them. They're always giving me trouble, every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's my my problem mm. for ordering plants in the winter anyways, but moving on. Well, Becca, we've talked yes. about many of your just amazing things that you juggle. All is there the anything stuff. else that you're going to be throwing into your juggling mix yeah, in the near what's future? what's coming up? Gosh, I mean, I don't have, nothing is waiting in the wings, let's say, as of right now, but I am trying to do more events, uh, like book signings and stuff. I mean, it was really probably not appropriate to do book signings when the book did come out because it was like 2020. So (laughs) now, (laughs) now I'm trying to get out and do events safely if I can, you know, like visit places that are around, like within driving distance from me. So I have some book signings coming up, one in Chicago, one in Springfield, and then, um, yeah. So keep an eye out on my Instagram for events. You should go to the Chicago one. I know. 
Wait, wait, let us know when you're going to be in Chicago. Yeah. Wait, how far are you from Chicago? Like five hours. It's more like six, but we're. I usually make it a 10 oh hour gosh. day because I stop a lot. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's on the 19th. So, but I would like to come up to you guys though, because that is a big. Oh yeah. There's plant there's... city. Like, oh my God, a lot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. actually silly. I would say like proportionally, like the percentage of plant people as compared to population is even higher than Chicago. Much higher. It's a lot. We have like even yeah. a lot of swaps that happen. Lots of plant events like th- throughout yeah. the whole year. It's totally. Amazing. Like Minneapolis is definitely like just the Twin Cities. I am going to visit <laughs> if not this year. I mean, no, no. I'm going to say this year. I really want to. And it's We're going to put it there. out there. Put, <laughs> put it out there. <laughs> We're going to manifest it. And I want to meet you guys in person. That'd be so fun. Yes. Got a spare bedroom if you need somewhere to stay. <laughs> Got to ask, <laughs> ask my roommate Brenna first. She owns the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Brenna. Honestly, out if you mean that, house. like... <laughs> I just put I a new bed frame that, over there today because I put my bed on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brandon's always doing okay. something goofy in here. And Brenda's like, um, literally. Okay, I'll just live around you. <laughs> I'll just live in this jungle. <laughs> anyway, um, I also saw you have a brunch coming up. Tell yeah, us about so that. That's this, that's this weekend in okay, St. So- Louis. There's a, so it will be a week after, prob- a week or two after this podcast goes yes. up. So we will have missed it, but maybe there will be more in the future. So mm-hmm. tell us yes. about it. <laughs> yes. So basically it's going to be like a new houseplant parent Q&A slash if anybody has any questions like about my content creation or, you know, anything like that. Um, but mostly just focusing on new plant parent questions and all of that. There's going to be food and mimosas and coffee and it's going to be fun. I had a plant swap, not a plant swap. I had a book signing there a couple weekends ago and it went really well and they asked me to come back. So from like a personal slash business perspective, that's like really cool that mm-hmm. a nursery like wants to have a relationship with me because yeah, I feel like I just sort of like exist outside of the plant industry space, but it's nice when you're like welcomed inside and like you know, you get to chat with the owners and like learn what that is like for the for them, like on that side of things. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Absolutely. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. If it was if it was not like sixteen hours away, I'd say let's go. But that seems I like know. a little bit too much like, for next us. Next time I go to Chicago, I'm making Brandon drive. That's a good excuse. Yeah, that's quite a bit. So if you guys aren't busy on the nineteenth, but I do plan on coming up there. So maybe just. Well, Save it. Let me see what day of the week the 19th is. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend lives there, so I'm down there literally all the time. Mm-hmm. Now the 19th is a Saturday. <gasps> oh, it's a Saturday. I work. <laughs> I also work on Saturdays. No. Working for the weekend. We don't have a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, no. That's fair. Yeah, so I'll just see you guys up there because I am going to visit. Perfect. Well, we can't us. wait. <laughs> So now that we've talked about kind of all your projects and professional things, let's just talk about your life and how you live it. And this question is mine. Mm -hmm. With so many hobbies and passions that are surrounded by plants and nature, how do you balance it all? Yes. How do you do it? Oh, I posted a TikTok today that was like, you do this and this and this. Did you see it? (laughs) It's okay if you haven't. I actually have not been on TikTok Um, at all today. (laughs) 
Because I've been <laughs> rearranging every piece of this house. I gotta always remind <laughs> you to hop on there. Good for you. Um, yeah, so basically I am a hundred percent a feelings person. And I used to be embarrassed about that, but I'm not anymore because if I don't feel like doing something, I'm just not gonna do it. And you know, I have the space to do that, which is like really awesome. And like I'm so privileged to be able to just be like, what do I feel like doing? And then I just do it. Um, as far as like which hobby to do at any certain point, because yeah, I've got plants, I've got sewing, I've got crochet, I've got animal crossing, you know, like everything. <laughs> okay. Why aren't so, we friends on Nintendo? Was, oh, well, you just got it. So we could all go to each other's islands. <laughs> I did just get oh animal crossing. Yes. But I was going to say, Let's, Becca, I'm happy to be able to say this. Cause it's funny. I just pulled up your TikTok, your recent video. <laughs> Your like most recent one was a Smasher Pass Harry Potter characters. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I actually have been loving those. Those videos have been cracking me up. <laughs> so funny. They're so funny. I, I did the Smasher Pass Disney with my husband and the older sister from Lilo and Stitch came up and we <laughs> both without hesitation said smash at the same time. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what about Smasher Plant? Smashers. Smasher Slash. Smash Pass Plants. Yes. Ooh. <gasps> we should start that. We should, yes, we should start that. Like I could on, literally on pull TikTok. it up right now. <laughs> is, there, is there a plant filter like that? No. Well, there's like the plant filter that's like, what plant are you? So you could use that one, like Smasher Plants. Oh, you just, you just put over the top. <laughs> I don't know. Because these ones aren't. How do aren't, people make those? I don't. I, I don't know no how people clue. do filters. I don't know how people do anything. <laughs> I'm gonna actually figure that out because that would be so awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna look into it. That'd be funny. Um, but but yeah. So going back to the question, yeah, I just sort of decide what I want to do that day. Like I really fixate on things, and then I'll get like burnt mm-hmm. out. So like for a very long time, I did not care about my house plants. Like I'd say for like three months, like last year, I was like, I was doing the bare minimum, like making sure they got their water whatever. But I was not like wanting to hang out with them past that. Mm -hmm. So, and that's okay. Like, I think that's normal. It's kind of strange to expect yourself. Yeah. It's like strange to expect yourself to be like all about plants all the time. And I feel like that's why people will like drop a hobby because they suddenly aren't that interested and they're like, Oh, I guess I just don't like it anymore. Mm -mm. But really it's just like, you just need to take some space before you get to that burnout Mm -hmm. and then you'll be fine. Right. So that's kind of how I do it. Like I just put out a plant DIYs video where I made a little sat, like not satin, a canvas plant bag. And I was going to do like three other DIYs in that video, but I made that one and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah, we're just going to do God, one in it. this video. Like <laughs> that's it. I feel you know, it. cause like, I don't, I don't want to get mm-hmm. burnt out on things I like. So I'm just like, okay, I'm oh, just yeah. going to stop and the video will be a little short, but that's okay. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like you said earlier, better than no video at all. Oh yeah. Exactly. Showing up, just show up. Mm-hmm. Why not? Better than nothing yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so you've obviously planted in multiple places. What and, and I know you and Nicole talked about this over the break a little mm-hmm. bit, but what has been your transition <laughs> from Arizona to Missouri look like in relation to your plants? Yeah, well, okay, so my plants definitely love it here much more than Arizona. 
mostly because of the humidity levels. I mean, it is so, so humid in Missouri. Like you walk out and you feel like you're standing in a shower. It is that (laughs) humid, which a lot of people will ask me if I think it's hotter here or in Arizona. They ask me this as if I would say Missouri. I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you ever been to Arizona? It's like opening an an oven. Every time you open your door, it's like you open the oven door and stuck your face in it. Like nowhere is hotter than Arizona in my opinion. But with that being said, (laughs) it's just like, like that whole transition has been so nice because you can actually go outside and do things in the summertime here. So like I had a lot of plants outside in like my front yard underneath like a big shade tree and I started a garden, you know, it's just like, I have so much more opportunity to be outside and just hang out outside because I'm not going to die if I go outside. And I don't know. It's just cool to see my plants like reacting to all of the humidity and like the light in this room that I'm sitting in is like amazing. So that's cool too. Very jealous. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's been a really good transition for us. It was a little rough at first. They were like, what did you do? It took <laughs> maybe like a year, six months for some of them to like get back on track. And so how long have you been it living was there hard. now? A year and three or four months. It's like almost a year and a half. Dang. I don't yeah. know if I could do it. I guess you moved to a different state, Brandon. I moved here thought. 11 and a third months ago. In two and a half weeks, it'll be a year. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> crazy. Went from somewhere cold <laughs> to somewhere colder. Yeah. Wait, where were you originally? Hold on. Wisconsin. Yeah, I was right in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Wait, what the heck? Wait, yeah. I just connected some things in my brain. I'm like, wait, yeah, I remember that. Bopped okay. on over here. Which, I mean, I, I love it. I love Minnesota so much more than Wisconsin, but it's definitely significantly colder than even a couple hours south. Yeah. Is it? I guess so. Well, even Milwaukee compared to Chicago. Chicago gets spring a month and a half before Milwaukee did. It's an only an hour and a half yeah, south. But Chicago, like in particular, like right there by the... Um, lake, it's so cold. No, not compared to here. No. (laughs) (laughs) I lived next, I lived on that lake. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're crazy enough to like drive there and like, he'll he'll be driving when it's snowing and he like goes, comes home and then works a shift. I'm like, how do you do a drive that long and then go work? It's called disassociating, Nicole. (laughs) I can't. I'm too aware. I wish I could be less aware. (laughs) Uh, Well, we've got another another question for you. It's from Val Martin underscore. What plant have you had die that broke your heart the most? Broked? Broked. Broked. Broke your heart the most. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) Um. Gosh, man, there's been so many that have really hurt my feelings. Anytime I kill a Fetonia, it hurts. And I know that everybody <laughs> hates Fetonia, but it's like my favorite plant. And I will, I will be sticking to that. Um, so that one definitely hurts. Oh, gosh, like I had a bunch of import plants die. I was actually looking back at my old import videos and like one of the videos, everything died. So that oh. sucked, like pretty much everything. And it was slow. So I like got to enjoy them a little bit, but it just, everything died. So I don't know if any one specific plant besides Fetonia has ever like hurt my feelings that much besides that import order. 
imports. I have some that I imported in July. And Nicole's like, that's a nice leaf. And I'm like, yeah, it's been like, what, eight months? And it's still mm-hmm. barely coming along. <laughs> it's almost not even worth it, right? Because, oh, man, it just takes so long mm-hmm. to get acclimated. I've just had such a mixed bag. Like, some are like, good, great, ready yeah. to go. And then others are like, we're dying. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to, like, I re- can't risk it. raise them from the grave with some necromancy. Like, <laughs> Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That hurt. (laughs) Well, next up, um, you are a very vocal voice about mental health and kind of like doing what's right and be getting rested. And like you said, like getting in front of burnout and just like, you're very vocal about all things kind of mental health and kind of putting yourself first. What, Mm how has your relationship with plants affected you and your mental health? Yeah. Okay. Well, I like like I said earlier, I really have to like curb the obsession vibes because if I don't, I get burnt out obviously. And also sometimes I can put my plants over my mental health. Like I've done that in the past and it seems like a silly thing when I like voice that, but it's so like it could be plants or it could be like your relationship or it could be tasks, like your silly little tasks, like putting them over something that's so much more important, like your mental well-being. And, you know, once I started to just be like, it's okay if a plant dies, if I'm in like a, an episode or whatever, because, you know, I do have depression and anxiety and like, it comes in waves. It's very like, you know, sometimes it's really bad and sometimes it's not. And I just sort of write it out and like, let myself feel those big and small things. And my plants will be here when I'm done. Right. Like, and it sort of has also helped pull me out of it too, because it sort of forces me to do things in those like depressive moments. Like when I, like last winter was the, oh my gosh, it was my first winter, not in sunny Arizona. Right. So I was like totally shocked to not see the sun for like three months it messed me up. I was in bad shape. I can't even. So I'm used to the winter every year and I could barely make it through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like the contrast from last year to this year is crazy because now I can, I, I like knew that it was going to happen. So I like was able to combat it with, you know, little things, but it still hits me some days. So, um, I feel like I'm, getting off track, but how is my relationship with plants affecting my mental health? Definitely like helps pull me out of those hard places a lot faster because I have a reason to get up and do things. Um, and also it just like kind of gives me like those little joys, like new leaves and, uh, just something to do like with my hands, like repotting It's just like slow and like methodical. And like, I don't need to talk. I don't need to like show up and like be cheerful and you know what I mean? Like yeah. for the plants, like they literally don't care. They yeah. just want to get water come, and like <laughs> come as you are. Yeah. So I think that is really, really nice. And yeah, I think that's why I still have plants, even though these things do and is a part of my life, but I, you know, I, I want my plants still because they help a lot. And this is a question that just came to my brain now, but as a full-time content creator who I would say like, you're not entirely plants, but you majority, mm-hmm. you know, like 90%. How do you balance like just kind of 
for me, it's very hard to produce content sometimes because just the plant care is like therapy to me. And I don't want to make content mm-hmm. when I'm doing my therapy. So sometimes it's very hard yeah. for me to do that. Like, how do you balance that when you have to produce technically like a certain amount of volume to like maintain mm-hmm. your job, really? Oh, yeah. When I didn't have my meds for the last like two weeks, I didn't film a dang thing. Yeah. It's it's a, a difficult balance and it's definitely hard to continue showing up like at work because there's nobody keeping me accountable besides myself. So that in itself is difficult, but like there was times when life was really, really like not great for me. And I knew that I needed to put out videos. So I did like a silent repot with me one time and I just didn't talk. I just filmed the myself repotting and I was just repotting as I would if no one was there. And a lot of people really liked that video and I should do another one, but doing stuff like that, like, again, just like showing up as I am. And maybe during those times when I don't want to do plant care, I'm talking more, I'm doing more sit down videos or I'm yeah, really primarily just doing more sit down videos and just letting myself not be as chatty and like being okay with that because that I just don't feel like it. I don't want to fake it as well. And at the end of the day, I'm only filming for like an hour. So I can turn it on for an hour and then go back into my hole. (laughs) And it's like smiling, even when you're not wanting to, like eventually it becomes real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's toxic (laughs) advice. I wouldn't like, Like, if if I tell it to myself enough times, I will believe it. (laughs) Yeah. Just sort of like fake it for a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I and if I really don't feel like it, I'm just not going to film a video. Like I just I'm not going to force myself to film a video if I'm not there because it's not going to be a good video and I'm mm-hmm. going to scrap it and have to redo yeah, it. So it's just a waste be, of my time. Yeah, waste of time. Yeah. Feel that big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz there's days like today I filmed like four videos today and I'm doing this. Is that normal? Absolutely not. Like no, not at all. Today was weird, but I took advantage of it and like you know, when you, when you have those good days, you got to take advantage of them. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, we have one last question for you and that Mm -hmm. is what are your top three tips for those looking to live their best planty life? Three Mm. tips. Okay. So number one, consume the plants slowly so well, don't eat them, but you know what I mean? Like (laughs) buy them slowly. Like (laughs) they're toxic. Okay. But yeah, like don't, and I know that it's very tempting to like get this huge collection, like really fast because that is how I felt when I started collecting plants. Like I'd see people with these huge indoor jungles and I wanted to aspire to that or I wanted to be them like right now. So, and it's that instant gratification thing. Right. So you don't get instant gratification with plants. It's just like not a thing. So I would say consume your plants slowly Buy like one at a time, if you have to like force yourself to do it slowly, but because like, once you have all of your wishlist plants, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like a lot of the fun is like the chase of getting yes. the plants. And once you, once you have all of them, like you're just caring for them, which is great, but it's not, you know what I mean? So that's number one. Also, that's like better on your pocket because right now starting a plant collection is very expensive as compared to when I started years ago. So that, and then number two, 
don't shy away from plant community, whether it's online plant community or in-person plant community, because you will meet the most amazing people. I'm not going to say you always will, because there's definitely like bad people in the plant community, like for sure. But when you find like-minded people like these two right here, like (laughs) lovely, beautiful people, like it just feels so good to know that we share a common interest and we can probably go get a drink and like have like so much fun, you know? So it's nice to meet people like that. Um, So lean into plant community. And then number three would be, I guess like lean into imperfection and take every like plant death or like plant fail as a lesson. Like you're not purchasing like a plant, you're purchasing a lesson, you're purchasing a teacher, uh, just sort of like personify your plants a little bit and like learn from them because they have so many lessons to teach and like, I don't know, take as much as you can from the plant and like you will continually get better and like you will kill less plants if you're actually paying attention and like, I don't know, trying to learn because it's not just going to happen. Like you have to learn how to take care of them and it'll be different for every plant. So you have to pay attention. So, okay. Very drawn out. Top three tips. Sorry. I know I talk so much. Like, Please feel Amazing free to just advice. edit as much as you need. Oh no, that was that was literally the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. Very well. Said. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we have kind of grilled you about literally everything about about your life, we will kind of go into the uh, the outro. So what we're going to do now is we're going to pull up Apple Podcasts and read a five star review on air which we didn't do on the last episode. I had to go back and edit it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> which now I have to, like, be like, You guys hmm, have some great reviews. Which one did I, uh, <laughs> which one did I read last time? <laughs> Guess we will find out. Someone messaged me. Oh, I forgot who it was. The person who had, like, the funny name. And you, I think you were like, I wonder if this person knows that this is their name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they messaged me, and they were like, I am mortified. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like when I wrote my review for Boozy Botanical. That's the first time I ever knew that I had a podcast name, and it was I did. I was like, "Who is this? Who, whose account am I logged into? Because it's not mine." Who do we got today? Okay, so we've got um, Avrielle. She said, "Great hosts and fun topics." That's the title. <laughs> Two great creators talking about my favorite thing: plants. <laughs> I love listening to the podcast because I feel like I'm hanging out with plenty friends and we're talking about topics that really interest us. It's nice to feel connected to them through their podcasts and other social platforms. And the podcast is a cherry on top. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. That makes me want ice cream. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, well, thank you for that five star <laughs> review. Definitely. If you've made it through this far, Give us a five-star review. Head over to Becca's podcast, Pot It Together. Give them a five-star review. In yes. case you guys didn't know, you can give a five-star review on Spotify. You can't yes. write, but you can give a five-star review. So five-star review on Apple with a, on. With, a, with a good <laughs> review we can read, and then just a five-star on Spotify. Yeah. It's super, but it, you, do, it. you do have to listen to the podcast for 30 seconds, as I found out. I have never listened to our podcast on Spotify. Oh, so, really? No. So... Mm. Go over and do both those five-star reviews. (laughs) Five stars only. Oh, my God. It's your dog. I'm dying. 
Oh my he god. He wants to say hi. Cutie. Hello, He's little like, mm, what does this what is this mic? Oh my god, I, I want a dog so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what a cutie. Well, Becca, oh, where so can fluffy. people find you and where are all of your different your links. Your links. Everything you do, you've all got so links. much. So we're, we'll we'll give you the floor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Instagram is Dela Plants. So D E L A Plants. My TikTok is also Dela Plants. My YouTube is Becca Dela Plants, and my website will have information about my book, and that is DelaPlants.com. So if you just type in Dela Plants into Google, I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. find all that stuff. Um, pretty well established over there on the Google. Thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, and Potted Together is my podcast. Yes. Go listen. Very good group of people. All right, Brandon. Yes. Should we wrap her up? Yeah. Well, Nicole, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Nicole Larson Grows. Um, we both changed our names not that long ago. so This will be the second episode I mentioned mine. We're so <laughs> profesh. Brandon, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on all social medias at Brandon Botanical now. Yay. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. I think that's all the social yeah, medias I have. No more Brandaconda. Uh, you can shop my merch, which are these shirts you can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, my plants and <laughs> plant care items at monsteraplant.co which is also the Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at whereareweGrowing.buzzsprout.com. Yeah, we forget to tell people to go follow us on Instagram, but we kind of assume people already are. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. Just the like the volume of people who listen to us versus follow us on the thing, mm. the Instagram. The Instagram. I, th- I don't know if they all do. I don't, I don't know how many Probably people because even listen we, to us, Brandon. I don't know our analytics. Five people could listen to us for all I know. Awesome. The silence. Disappointed silence. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we're going to hypothetically have the music coming in now. I can hear it. I can hear it (laughs) in my head. Well, thank you, Becca, for joining us. It was such a treat. It was a treat. It was a very good treat. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Oh my gosh, it was the best. (laughs) Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good week. Wherever you are, go get yourself a plant. You deserve it. Okay, bye. Keep growing. Bye. (laughs) Bye.